This episode of The Kona Edge is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at thekonaedge.com forward slash free trial. With titles like Dan Golding's Winning at 70.3, How to Dominate the Middle Distance, and Chris McCormack's I'm Here to Win, a world champion's advice for peak performance, Audible has you covered. With over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, discover more at thekonaedge.com forward slash free trial. This is the Kona Edge, the home of Ironman triathletes who dream of qualifying for the World Championships on the Big Island. It's time to chat some swimming here on the Kona Edge. Today, my name is Brad Brown. We head back to Canada now to touch base with uh, Scott Cooper. Scott, welcome. Thanks for, for joining us once again. Thanks so much, Brad. Glad to be here. Scott, you've you said to me in our first chat that uh, the swim's not your, your strongest of the three disciplines. Uh, if you look at your time in 2015 in Kona, I mean, you, you put in a great performance, fourth uh, overall, 9.13.07 at finish time. With a, with a 1.10 swim, people must look at those splits and go, gee, that, that's incredible. I mean, you, you were literally a full 10 minutes off the, uh, the, the, the first three guys in, in your age group. Yes, you struggled from injury. You had that uh, shoulder uh, shoulder injury that you you told me about. But uh, the swim, there's lots of room for improvement there. That must fill you with a lot of confidence. Uh, yes, yeah, certainly. And uh, and yeah, like you said, I, I had a shoulder injury, so so that was a huge setback. But um, but I, I do see that as being for sure a spot where I, I'm hoping this year in Kona to, to to really be able to catch up some time and make up some time on the on those those lead guys. Scott, you, you, you also said that you didn't come from a traditional swimming background. So the swim, even without the shoulder injury, has always been a, a battle for you. What, what's been some of the things you've really struggled with on your swim over your, your triathlon career? Uh, I think, uh, as anyone will tell you, swimming is just so technical. It's, it's such a technical sport. And, uh, and, uh, and I always swam like a, a, at my cottage and, and with friends and pools and that sort of thing. I, I would be able to jump in the water and I was comfortable in the water and, and able to, uh, to get in there. But, um, but it was just that, that really refining that technique to, to be able to efficiently get through a, an Ironman distance swim and get through it quickly. Uh, I find that what, that's a struggle. And, and another thing was, was getting, I was always comfortable in the water, but I, I think there's a difference between being comfortable in the water and, uh, um, and being efficient and, and understanding the medium of water, uh, which I think just takes, takes time and it takes practice and it, and it takes proper coaching and, and being able to, to use the water to your advantage instead of, instead of fighting it. So I spent the first probably five years of, of when I was sort of more training swimming uh, really fighting the water, and then and I think that that's a a big roadblock that you have to make that switch from fighting swimming to 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 really using the water to your advantage. Yeah, I mean it's spot on. There's a, a massive dif- uh, difference between proficiency and efficiency in in the water, and uh, once you can can make that switch, it it does make a a big big difference. What what would you say over your your career has been the one thing you've done that's given you the biggest sort of gains? Uh, the, the biggest gains I've gotten are for sure. I started working with, um, with a personal swim coach, uh, Francois Laurent and he, uh, 
he really made a big difference just being able to uh, have someone that's that's right there on pool deck watching you and and giving you that immediate feedback because it, it it's just so technically demanding the sport that uh you feel like you're swimming like Michael Phelps but then uh, if you ever see a video yourself it's <laughs> it's much worse than that so uh, i think having that someone sort of over your shoulder all the time and and reminding you to do those little things like keep your elbows up or uh, keep keep breathing to both sides. All those little things that make yourself that much better. That uh, that that makes a huge huge difference. What what do you love about swimming? Um, the thing I I think I love the most about it is uh, to be honest, I used to hate swimming. So loving it at all is, is a is a huge step up this year. But uh, the thing I love about it is the uh, um, the feeling of of sort of once you get it. Uh, you can uh, you can really just relax in the water, and and I find that after a really really tough run or bike workout, if I go on for a swim, like it's just uh, I find it's a relaxing experience where you can you know your whole body just kind of can kind of get loose a little bit. You don't have that impact, that pounding of hitting the pavement, and 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 I think that that's a, a refreshing change to be able to uh, to get that that sensation that you, you might not necessarily get for yeah, for example, when you're running favorite uh, workout in the pool what do you love doing uh favorite workout um there's uh there's a set that i that i do that i i build up throughout the season that uh um essentially break down a, a set of hundreds into thirds so i'll start off with uh say 15 times 100 meters and then the way that i'll do it is i'll do the first five um relatively easy the second five sort of at a half Ironman pace, and then the, the last five uh, pretty much going as hard as I can. And then what I'll do is each week I'll add 100 to each of those, like 100 easy, 100 medium, 100 hard. So I have 18 times 100 total. Uh, and that's a set that I build up throughout the season. And then I, I work my way all the way up to, to 39 times 100. And and that's that's getting you towards race pace, and, and or race distance, sorry. And uh, and I find that that really helps uh, teach me to uh, to properly pace the swim, so not starting too hard and and really just settling into that pace so you can uh, you can really hammer on the the back half when you're coming home. How often would you do that sort of set in training? Uh, I would do that uh, every week uh, when I'm in the the um, the build up for a race. I'll do that every week, and like I said, I'll I'll, I'll add keep adding. Uh, three times 100 to the set as I go through. And then as I approach the race, I taper that down and then bring it back down so that it's uh, just really trying to work that efficiency and keep that that speed up without without adding too much extra fatigue. I love that. I think that is a, a, a very, very cool set. Definitely going to try that for my next Ironman. Uh, Scott, thank you so much for your time once again. Much appreciated. We look forward to catching up again soon. Yeah, perfect. Thanks a lot, Brad. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Kona Edge. If you want to improve your swim, be sure to check out our next free live online swim seminar. Get to thekonaedge.com slash swim seminar to sign up now. Don't forget, you can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free audible trial at thekonaedge.com forward slash free trial. One of the 180,000 titles available, and you can download it for free right now, is Matt Fitzgerald's Iron War, Dave Scott, Mark Allen, and the Greatest Race Ever Run. Each man holds a thousand-yard stare behind sports sunglasses, but their slack cheeks betray a deathly wariness. They are not alone. A caravan of mopeds, bicycles, cars, jeeps, and trucks has formed behind the athletes. 
the spectators aboard these conveyances, having been drawn into the convoy by the spreading news of the spectacle they now behold. A few of the motorized vehicles and most of the bikes should not be where they are, as the highway is closed to normal transit. But the race marshals have lost control and no longer care. Caught up in the same hypnosis as everyone else, they simply follow and watch. It is a strange apparition, this silent caravan, a sort of motley roving amphitheater, made stranger still by its silence. Those watching dare not speak a word, for fear of breaking the spell in which all are complicit. Aside from the occasional shout of encouragement from a volunteer at a roadside drink station, the only sound to be heard is the rhythmic huffing of the athletes' exhalations and the soft slapping of their feet against the pavement. To download that book, head over to theconeedge.com forward slash free trial. If you'd like to access the commercial free feed of The Cone Edge, go to theconeedge.com forward slash support.